back blue shirts fans to episode number 73 of the locked on new york rangers podcast i'm your host john chick and that song you're hearing is of course by our good friends in pacifier that is a song called leave the lights on from their 2009 album everyone on every night and pacifier have actually over the last couple of months dropped a couple new tracks you can find them on apple music spotify or whatever else you use to listen to your music but those songs are called keeping on and sleepless definitely give them a listen they're both great and Pacifier just continuing to churn out great music. And once again, we thank them big time for allowing us to use their song as part of this podcast here for all you guys. Now, we're going to do something a little bit different today. In just a second, I'm going to be joined here by my friend Adam Denker. Adam and I used to work together at both NHL.com and MLB.com. So a lot of hours of watching a lot of hockey and a lot of baseball. We're going to talk a little bit about our experiences about working both at NHL.com and MLB.com. And obviously, we're going to talk about the Rangers quite a bit as well. Going to get Adam's opinions on what the Rangers should do with the trade deadline, maybe who the next captain should be. Some other things, you know, we'll see what we get into here. And we're going to bring Adam in here in just a minute. But first, I wanted to just drop a little bit of news on you guys. We now know that Igor Shesterkin will be back in net tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The puck drops at 730 in that game. And as we all know, Shesterkin has been great thus far. A very small sample size. He's only played in four games with the Rangers. But he is 3-1 and one with a 251 goals against average and a 927 save percentage. So hopefully that continues tonight. And like I said, you know, I'm kind of hopeful that the Rangers will continue to roll out Shesterkin more and more frequently going forward. Because not only is he the goalie of the future, but I think right now, he really might be the goalie that gives the Rangers the best chance to win. And I think if the Blue Shirts are going to get back into this playoff chase, maybe, just maybe, Shesterkin is the guy that they need to give them a little bit of a spark going forward here. It also sounds like David Quinn expects Mika Zibanejad and Adam Fox to play in tomorrow's game. They were both a little banged up after the last one. Kreider is to be determined, but he did practice in full on Tuesday, so definitely a chance he could be back on the ice. We'll see how they handle the Lions going forward. You know, obviously, Buchnevich was benched in the last game. There's some speculation that maybe Kako could take his place on the top line. Other speculation that Stroman Panarin could be split up. I don't know how amped I am to see Stroman Panarin on different lines, just because there's such a great chemistry there, and they've really clicked. But we'll see how the Rangers want to handle it tonight. All right, so without any further ado, let me welcome my guest for the day, Mr. Adam Denker. Adam, how are we doing today, buddy? Uh, we're doing great. How you doing, John? I'm doing awesome. You know, it's been a little bit of an up and down season for the Rangers, but uh, overall, I think I like where I'm seeing. I like where this rebuild is heading. I mean, what are your thoughts on, you know, what the Rangers have done so far this season? Do you do you like the direction of this rebuild? Do you think that the pieces are starting to be put into place going forward? Uh, I think there's nothing but uh, a positive view on the horizon. Uh, who would have thought with this young team that they were going to be as successful as they were? Uh, you know, it's good that they're they're playing the way they are and they show that they have the fight in them. and uh, they could only go up upwards from here. Yeah, that's one thing you can really count on with this team night in and night out is that the effort is going to be there. I think that really is on display. I can count on one hand maybe maybe two or three times all season where the effort was lacking a little bit. But even games where, you know, maybe they lose by a decent amount, I, I think that there's a lot of fight, and I think that reflects well on the coaching staff as well. Right, absolutely. You could see that Coach Quinn uh, constantly, constantly um, – instills on them, you know, no matter what the score is, always keep fighting. And you could absolutely see that at the end of the Stars game the other night. 
Definitely. Now, are you a, a pro Quinn guy? Because, you know, you go online, you go on Twitter. And I know, you know, sometimes us Ranger fans, we can be a little bit impatient. But overall, I mean, I, I think he's done relatively good work with this team. Are you pro Quinn? I mean, is he your, your coach of the future, the guy that's going to kind of lead this team into the future? Oh, absolutely. I think what he's done with this team thus far uh, is is far more than I think anyone could have asked for. Uh, he he's you could tell from day one that he is he's reintroducing the basics to these guys. He's almost, if you want to say, reteaching them how to play the game of hockey. Yeah, and I think he's, he challenges them, and that's a good thing for a young team as well. And I uh, wanted to kind of get your thoughts as well on the Dallas game from the other night. Obviously, the Rangers dropping a tough 5-3 to three decision there. Uh, anything that you saw in that game that stood out? I know you wanted to talk a little bit about the physicality of the, the, the Stars brought to the table. Right. Uh, I was at the previous Stars game in Jersey when they, they won 3-2 in OT against the Devils. Uh, what I saw that really stood out in that game and actually what they carried over to the Ranger game is that they were very physical on the puck. You know, when you see, when you look at this Dallas Stars team, they're not really a bunch of flashy scorers. What they're going to do is they're going to wear you down on the defensive side of the puck, and then they're just going to pepper the goalie and, you know, through traffic and beat you that way. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, uh, Jamie Benn is a guy who, you know, the Rangers don't see the Stars that often, but he's exactly the type of player that you're talking about. He's a guy who's just kind of, going to go out there and be physical he's kind of a grinder but he's also kind of a pain in the butt if you're playing against him I don't know uh did you see what happened at the end of the game with Brennan Lemieux there he basically just kind of jumped on him did you see that that instant right yeah there? I, I saw that and um you can't blame Ben for that uh taking exception to what Lemieux did but at the same time Lemieux showing that spunkiness that you need in this kind of players uh and that goes back to coach Quinn teaching these guys you know you never quit no matter what the score is yeah, I think it's definitely a good thing. And, uh, you know, Lemieux, to your point, you know, one of those fiery, emotional players. And the Rangers have more guys uh, now than I think they have in recent season who kind of fit that description of just kind of like, you know, they're fiery. Their emotions get the better of them maybe at some times. You know, you look at guys like Lemieux and D'Angelo. But I do think you need at least a couple of players like that to be successful in this. Like, you need guys who are going to hold their teammates accountable and just bring the fight every single night. Absolutely. And you need a guy who's going to go out there and, you know, take it to the other team, especially, you know, now in the league where they're kind of trying to get away from that. Um, it's nice to see, especially with a young team like this, you still have some guys on this team that are willing to, uh, you know, go toe to toe with other guys on the team, especially when they're a lot bigger. I don't know if you saw the, the height difference with, between Lemieux and Ben. Yeah, Lemieux's not the biggest guy out there, but he doesn't know that apparently, you know, he's he's fighting Tom Wilson earlier this season. And, you know, he's there was the one game I made the joke that he looked like Rocky Balboa after the game. You know, he had the towel, he had like the fedora, his face was just smashed. I'm I trying to remember who they were playing. It might have been the Canadians, the game where they came back from behind. But yeah, you got to love Brandon Lemieux. I mean, just plays with a lot of fire, almost like a Sean Avery light kind of player. Right. Uh, not as right. despised as Sean Avery was, but certainly, you know, a guy that's going to agitate the opponents a little bit. No, absolutely. I don't think anyone would take the crown of a uh, bad guy from Sean Avery. But. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's definitely nice to see. Um, but yeah, this the stars came out and they took it to them. And who would have thought after, especially the Rangers dropping three power play goals on them? Yeah, that's another thing that I've really been impressed with this season is a power play. And you know, early in the season, I thought the power play looked pretty good. They just weren't getting the results. You know, for whatever reason, the puck just wasn't going in the net. Maybe just a lack of an ability to finish. But I've kind of been you know standing up for the power play a little bit this season, and it's really caught fire recently. And they're, they're seventh in the league now, which blows my mind because the Rangers never have a good power play. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a, I think it's a big plus to take away from the game, especially since the Stars are so good on the PK. 
to where, um, you know, regardless of the score and how, you know, things happened with Kreider being out and Hank not playing as well as he would have wanted to, this is definitely something going forward they could definitely hang their hat on. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Rangers is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Ranger fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Ranger fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. One more thing I wanted to ask you about the Stars game before we, you know, kind of jump into something else here. Uh, Buchnevich was benched in this game and he scored kind of the fluky goal early in the game. He had uh, a couple of turnovers in the first period. I mean, what's your take on Buchnevich? Because he's another guy who's a very polarizing ranger among the fans. I mean, I've, I've kind of been sticking up for him at times, but at the same time, I didn't really have an issue with Quinn benching him the other night. So just wanted to get your thoughts on Buchnevich. Uh, Buchnevich is the kind of guy he, you know, when he's hot, he's on fire. When he's cold, sometimes you don't even realize that he's out on the ice. And I, yeah. that's, I think that, I think you see that theme going on with a lot of the other players. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the, the right move was this bench and maybe give him a couple of periods just to, you know, get his head on straight and go into practice and work on some things. But I think going forward, I think, uh, Coach Quinn should definitely ride him to see how much he could get out of him before the season's over. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they line up uh, tonight against the Maple Leafs because, you know, there's some rumors that maybe Kako will jump up to the first line. And, you know, he's played well recently as well. Hasn't necessarily been re- rewarded on the s- score sheet for it. But I-, I feel like he's played well. I mean, Buchnevich or Kako, who, who do you want to go with on the on the first line tomorrow night? I would definitely go with the young guy, Kako, just because yeah. even though – hockey is a sport where you know there's a stat for everything i think with kako you can't really measure how hard he's been playing with stats um he's still trying to find his way in the league and i think eventually his pure talent will will help him rise to that next level that the rangers need him to be for sure 100 percent. and you know i think sometimes it's easy to forget you know kind of the human side of it as well because he's 18 years old and he's living in this country for the first time and right there in new york city i mean there's got to be at least you know, a little bit of culture shock going on, you would think. I mean, so I think he's done fine. I think he's somebody that the Rangers, you know, is, is as soon as next year, the year after that, he's going to continue to develop and the Rangers are going to be very happy that they drafted him. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I wanted to uh, certainly get your take on the three goalie situation that we've got going on right now. I mean, obviously they're kind of rotating Lundqvist, Shesterkin, and Georgiev. I mean, is this something that they can continue to do for the rest of the season or do you think somebody gets traded? I mean, what's your take on that whole situation? I I think it's a very slippery slope. Um, you know, obviously not everyone's going to get uh, equal playing time. I think what they should do is try and focus on maybe trying to convince uh, Henrik to leave his no trade clause. There's definitely a lot of teams out there that are willing to uh, give up a lot for Hank for maybe as that, that end of the season uh, playoff goalie. Uh, I've heard Colorado, I'm sure you have too. I also yep. heard Toronto. Um, 
that's another team who actually they do fit into what the Rangers need. They have a lot of young, talented forwards waiting in the minors. So that would definitely be a perfect fit for us. Yeah, I've heard Kasperi Kapanen's name thrown around a little bit. And, you know, granted, he hasn't really set the league on fire since he's been in the NHL, but he's a good young player, still has a lot of upside. And if all I got to give up is Georgiev, and I like Georgiev, so I don't say this lightly, but if, you know, I think Shesterkin's going to be the starter for all these years to come. So if I can get Kapanen, you know, a guy with some potential, like a Kapanen for Georgiev, I mean, I think I got to pull that trigger. Would you agree with that? Uh, Yes, I would. But at the same time, Shesterkin is it's very very new into his playing in in the NHL so you're really not sure he's shown flashes of what we of what the Rangers would like him to be but at the same time it's still too early to put all your chips on on Igor right now so I think they should should they should ride the maybe trying to shop Hank train but at the same time there's no there's no issue I have no issue in them listening to offers for your gift yeah I hear you and you know I Trading Lundqvist is another thing that we've talked about on here a little bit. And, you know, it would be weird to see him in another jersey. But for me, like if the Rangers were to trade him to, say, like a Western Conference team, like you mentioned the Avalanche, you know, I would love to see him lift the Stanley Cup. And I just don't know. I don't see how that's going to happen in New York, because by the time the Rangers have kind of completed this rebuild and they're ready to contend for a cup again, it's going to be too late for him. He's just going to be too old. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see him in a Western Conference team as like a rental. And maybe he goes and gets himself a cup. That would be really nice to see. I think um, out of all the goalies in the last maybe 15 years, I think he deserves it the most. That doesn't have a cup. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. And uh, I mean, easy for us to say we're Ranger fans, but, you know, I've talked to some of the other locked on hosts and they seem to agree that, you know, if you're a hockey person, nobody has anything bad to say about Henrik Lundqvist. So I think most people would kind of be pulling for him to uh, to lift the cup before it's all said and done. Absolutely. And you're not only getting a Hall of Fame goalie, but you're getting a guy who knows how to mentor young goalies. I mean, you've seen it in Auntie Ranta and Cam Talbot, just what yeah. he could do behind closed doors with these guys. No, that's a great point. And you're even starting to see it a little bit with Georgiev. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Sturkin's only played four games, so it's early. But I mean, I think, you know, certainly he's kind of got the big brother thing going on with the two of them as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to... Wait, we could only speculate right now. We could only, we only have to wait and see what they do. Just to shift gears a little bit here, um, pretty much anyone I've had on the show, I've, I've kind of asked them who they think the next Ranger captain is going to be. And certainly there's a couple of different guys that you can make a case for, but is there anybody who kind of stands out to you that maybe could be the next Blue Shirts captain as, recent, as soon as, you know, next season? Uh, I would have to go with Chris Kreider. Uh, he's yeah. one of the longest tenured Rangers. Uh, the guy has been on on the team for for their long playoff runs, and I think there's nobody better. Uh, he's been playing great hockey these past couple of months. If they could, hopefully, they could come to an agreement on a long term contract. Uh, maybe thrust him to the front of the franchise and say, "Hey, we want you to throw the C on your jersey." We want you to be the face of this franchise, and we want you to possibly be the next captain of another Stanley Cup team. No, I'm with you. I mean, I think uh, if they made him an offer like that, that's something that he certainly would have to consider if they wanted to do like an in-season extension with him. And, you know, we talked about earlier, you know, some of the fiery, emotional Rangers such as Lemieux and such as D'Angelo. Kreider has that too, but I think he's got it under control a little bit more than Lemieux and D'Angelo will do. Um, you know, obviously an, an emotional player himself, but not somebody who's going to let his emotions get the better of him out there. And I think that's kind of what you need in a captain. 
Yeah, absolutely. He's definitely come a long way from running full steam into goalies and going after the first guy he sees. Uh, he's yeah. definitely become a leader. And I definitely, if, if not him, you could also make a case for Mika Zibanejad as well. Yeah, you know, I, we talked about Mika as well. You know, a couple other guests that I've had on here, I think he'd be a great choice as well. And if Kreider ends up leaving in a trade, then maybe Mika's the guy. I mean, other than that, I don't know really who it would be. I mean, you could maybe go with Panarin. You know, Panarin, it'll just be his second year on the team next year. So, yeah, I think I'd be good with Mika Zibanejad as the captain if, if Kreider happens to leave in free agency. Right, absolutely. I think it, you have to go with a guy that's been here very long, who knows how to handle the pressure of playing in a big franchise, a big market like, like New York, um, who could turn around to the guys in the locker room and say, hey, don't worry, we just got to put our heads down, play the hockey we know we can, and just push through this. Yeah, I'm with you there. And uh want to talk a little bit with you about the trade deadline as well. I mean, who do you think goes? Who do you think stays? Is there anyone that you know, you definitely think is on the way out the door. Is there anyone that you got, you know, you would really want the Rangers to hang on to at all costs? Just kind of give me your general thoughts there, if you could. I think, I think the number one guy that unfortunately the Rangers will deal away is probably Tony D'Angelo. But at the same time, I've, I think not just me, but also many Ranger fans have fallen in love with how he's played this year. Um, But at the same time, you know, this is a business and you want to, you want to prepare for the future. And I think D'Angelo would, other than Hank and Yorgiv would probably give a, give the Rangers the biggest return at the trade deadline. Yeah, it's tough with D'Angelo because, you know, this is the first year, this is really his first good year in the NHL, and he's been awesome, and he's scoring all these points and dishing out all these assists, but it's like part of it wonders, is he for real, you know? And he does have exactly. some holes in his game. Yeah, he, and he's got some holes in his game. You know, he can be a little shaky in the defensive end. He's definitely not a finished product yet. But then on the other side, it's like, man, if this kid ever really puts it all together, I mean, he could be an elite defenseman in this league. Yeah, absolutely. On on one hand, you want to capitalize on a player playing as well as they are as D'Angelo. But at the same time, you don't want to be trading a guy who could possibly be one of your cornerstones for years, years to come. Yeah, and I think another guy who kind of fits that description a little bit is Ryan Strome because, again, you know, he's having probably the best season of his career, and it kind of came out of nowhere this season. And yeah, part of that is is helped along by the fact that he usually plays with Artemi Panarin. But, like, it's hard. I mean, do you hang on to him? Do you look to do a long-term deal with him? Or do you decide, hey, this dude's value is never going to be higher. Let's get as much as we can for him right now. Well, I think that, I think his value has never been higher just because he's playing with Panarin. But, and that might be the thing that bites him in the end. Because if we want to trade him to another team, he might be devalued just because of teams might take a step back and say, is this just because of him playing with Panarin? And how is that going to translate to once they bring him to their franchise? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if teams kind of have pause, then maybe the Rangers hang on to him through the trade deadline. And, you know, he's a restricted free agent at the end of the season. So maybe they keep him around. You know, it's really tough to say right now. Right. Uh, But I, yeah, I I think it's tough to say. You never know where they're going to go with this. Um, There's, there's, tons of possibilities that that could happen they could either say we like this core of guys uh maybe we just need to add a couple of more parts and maybe that's all they'll need or maybe they might say hey we're going to try and sell why everyone's value is high and maybe just blow it up right now except for you know a couple of players the one thing that's a little bit of a tough sell though for ranger fans i'm sure and i'm not even saying it's the wrong thing to do it might very well be the right thing to do but if they once again just 
get to the trade deadline and trade everybody. I mean, this is the third year in a row that they're doing this. And I get it. it the rebuild takes some time. But a little bit of a tough sell for, for Ranger fans, wouldn't you think? Yeah, it's definitely a hard um, way to go being a fan, especially after all those years of success going to playoff after playoff uh, runs and especially making a trip to the Eastern Conference Finals as well as going to a Finals. So yeah. it's definitely a tough pill to swallow when you look at it as, you know, trying, especially in a big market as this, uh, you really don't want to rebuild. But at the same time, you know, you just need to be patient. You need to be yeah, patient you, with the team. And you don't want to get stuck kind of in uh, in no man's land in between where you've got a team that, you know, is consistently making the playoffs, but isn't really much of a threat to do a whole lot. And, you know, I talked with Locked On Red Wings the other day, and he thinks, because obviously the Red Wings had that incredible streak, I believe it was 25 straight years of making the playoffs, but he thinks they almost clung on to that a little bit too tightly, and they were just too caught up with just making the playoffs when they probably should have been rebuilding. And so you certainly don't want to kind of get into no man's land like that yeah. if, if you're the Rangers. Yeah, absolutely. You want a team that's going to go at least to the finals. And, you know, you don't want a team that's going to be built. I think I believe that was the phrase that was used. You don't want a team that just is built for the play to make the playoffs. You want a team that's going to yeah. go further and further every year. So, yeah, I think they they have some tough decisions uh, come the end of February is what they're going to do. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we'll keep an eye on that going forward for sure. Uh, now, the Rangers, obviously, they play the Maple Leafs tonight. So I want to get your thoughts on that. Do you have a prediction for a final score or anything else that's going to happen in this game? Uh, regardless of their standing in uh, the wild card, I think I think the, the Maple Leafs are still a tough team. They have one of the best players in the league in Austin Matthews, as well as, you know, one of the best captains in John Tavares. Uh, so I would have to say, I would have to say 4-2. Maple Leafs, unfortunately. Okay, I had four to three Maple Leafs, so I, I do have the Maple Leafs edging out the Rangers, but I'm going to say in overtime. Let's give the Rangers a point tomorrow night or tonight. All right, that, that sounds good to me. All right, cool, man. And uh, yeah, I figure we can wrap up uh, pretty soon here. But do you have time to do a quick lightning round? I got a bunch of questions written down here, and you just say the first thing that pops into your mind. Absolutely, let's go for it. Cool, man. Good stuff. So, uh, all-time favorite Ranger, who you got? Oh, I got to go with Yamir Yager. Uh, grew up watching him. Uh, obviously, there was there was Avery there, and who doesn't love Avery that grew up watching the Rangers? <laughs> but I have to go with Yager. He, his style of play was unparalleled. I don't think the Rangers had a player like him that even resembled sort of his style of play up until now in Panarin. So I think, yeah, Yager's got to be it. Yeah, it was funny when uh, – it was very surreal to see Yager on the Rangers because for so many years he's on the Penguins and then the Capitals and all these things that we're used to not liking – and then all of a sudden, hey, it's one of us. And it has this career resurgence with the Rangers. So, yeah, I, I could get on board with Yager. He might be around my top five or so. But uh, how about a current favorite Ranger, favorite on the on the team right now? Oh, without a doubt, um, it would have to be Tony D'Angelo. I think that he he plays with a lot of fire. Um, you know, there's something – I'm very, uh, I'm very uh, susceptible to scoring defensemen. So him putting up points on a nightly basis is definitely a big plus for me. Gotcha. And uh, how about all-time favorite Ranger moment? What do you got? All-time Ranger moment has to be, well, that's tough because there's so many. Um, yeah. I would have to say Marty St. Louis' overtime goal against the, the, the Canadians in the playoffs on the, on the cup run. It's funny, I man. I was say. at, I was one of my best friends got married that day and we snuck away for just a minute to watch the overtime. And uh, yeah, it worked out pretty well. It was a great day for everybody. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's, that was just a great moment. I think 
for a lot of Rangers fans because if you remember, right, that was just they were just going back and forth at each other, very physical, very intense series, and I it seemed like almost every game was going into overtime, and then. You know, just when you think the Habs are going to score a goal, I think Hank made a big save. And then on the rush down the ice, they set up uh, St. Louis for a trademark uh, one-timer in the circle. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I believe that was game four, and I believe that put the Rangers up 3-1. to one. So obviously a huge moment in that series as well. Yeah, definitely turned the series around in our favor. Yeah. How about a uh, toughest Ranger moment? Like, is there a hard loss or anything like that that stands out for you? Ooh, has to Not be. to bring up bad memories, but you know. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was actually thinking about this the other night when I was watching the Stars play the Devils at the Prudential Center. It has to be Adam Henrique's overtime goal against the Rangers to clinch the series to go to the the Stanley Cup Finals, I believe, in the 2011. Yeah, no, that's definitely a good choice as well. That was a tough one to watch. And uh, all right, so I mentioned in the intro, you know, obviously we work together at NHL.com and MLB.com. And, you know, everybody kind of had their opinion of which one they liked better or worse. So I'm going to ask you, would you rather work a triple header at NHL.com or a double header or a double header at MLB.com? Oh, definitely a triple header at NHL any day of the week. Uh, I think I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people who, who, who are experiencing both uh, would definitely take that just because it's hockey's a different sport. Uh, there's something just beautiful about it where, you know, three games doesn't seem like anything. You're more so enjoying yourself where, you have no idea when those baseball games are going to end. You could be there for, for hours on end. No, that's a great point. And if you've got a double header, you know, the first, you know how it always goes anytime we were there, man. Like if you had a double header, your first game is going to go into extra innings. And then your second game is going to like have nine runs scored in the first inning. And it's just going to be a complete mess. That's how it usually works. Oh, absolutely. Uh, one of, one of the, the craziest nights I ever had at MLB was, uh, I believe, the second game of my uh my double header was a mexico the mexico city game where walker bueller threw was in the combined no hitter and uh with the dodgers on his in his major league debut so that was just god the nail in the coffin at that point in the night yeah and anyone listening to this if you do not working at mlb.com you do not under any circumstances want your pitcher to throw a perfect game or a no hitter there's your workload is about to triple if that happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, root for small, small ball. That's what you got to root for. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, how about all-time favorite hockey movie? Ooh. Um, Slapshot. Absolutely. I, I would have to say Slapshot. I saw it many, many years ago, but I, I think it was just um, just Paul Newman's betrayal uh, of, you know, a rough and tumble hockey player. Definitely was something that stuck with me, and I think that, that kind of carried over into my love of watching Sean Avery and all these, <laughs> all these old time hockey players play. So yeah. Has yeah. To go slap shot. Yeah. No, I, that's a great choice. Uh, how about all time favorite hockey video game? Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. NHL 94. And I think that's a very popular opinion. I think so too, but I give a slight edge to NHL hits 2002. I just love that over the top, ridiculous uh, portrayal of hockey. Right. That actually reminded me, I think it was MLB Blitz, where you could actually push a player off second base. It was kind of along those lines. Yeah, it was like, I think it was like MLB Slugfest and NFL Blitz. It yes. was kind of all, I, yeah, I would NFL imagine Blitz, probably yeah. the same. Yeah, I would imagine the same people developed it. I don't know that for sure, but it would, it would make sense. Um, yeah, absolutely. Let's see uh, what else we got here. All right. So which player on the NHL would you most like to see on the Rangers who is not currently on the Rangers? And don't worry about like what we would have to give up in a trade or anything like that. Just you can push a button and a player not in the Rangers joins the Rangers tomorrow night. 
Uh, oh, that's a tough one. You know, there's just the league is just so vast with young talent. I, I it's yeah. not just three or four teams that are dominating these days. It's you know everyone seems to have uh their 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 hand in the pot for who's going to make the playoffs. Uh, but I'm going to have to narrow it down to probably Jonathan Taves. He has the experience of winning three, captaining three cups. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's one of those guys that, you know, he could take over a locker room tomorrow if he walked into the garden. Uh, he, he, he could definitely make the guys a lot of, and he's one of those guys where he, he doesn't work on one singular thing. You know, he, he works on whatever the team needs him to be. Uh, if you watch the guy play, you could see that if he, if he wanted to be, he could be one of the best goal scorers in the league. If he wanted to be just a solely assist guy, he, he could just be solely assist guy. Uh, what, yeah. what do you think, John? What, what, who, who would you pick as a player? Well, I mean, it's it's kind of cheap because he's just kind of like you know the shiny new toy in the league, if you will. But I gotta go with uh, I gotta go with Nathan McKinnon. The guy's just having an unbelievable season for the Avalanche, and I believe he recently said that you know whenever he is due for you know a, a big money payday, he's not gonna get like super greedy there and just completely break the bank the way that some of these guys do because he wants the Avalanche to be able to spend money on other players. So. Give me that selflessness and give me that goal scoring ability and give me a center that the Rangers need. Yeah, give me give me uh, Nathan McKinnon. Absolutely, I think that I think that's not a bad choice. Um, Nathan McKinnon has just set the set the league on fire this year. Um, yeah, absolutely, putting that Avalanche team on his back. Obviously, you have other guys who are playing just as well on the Avalanche, but I mean Nathan McKinnon has just been incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, say you're attending a hockey game, which would you rather see in person? A hat trick or a line fight? I would have to see. I would have to say a hat trick, just because they're. Okay. I, I think maybe I've just seen my fair share of fights in the hockey games I've gone to. Um, I, I think a hat trick is uh, the equivalent in some regards to maybe a no hitter or a perfect game at baseball. You know, you just don't see it that often. I mean, yeah. unless you're a Washington Capitals fan, you see it almost every couple of weeks with <laughs> Ovechkin. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I think actually I would go one step further. I would actually want to see a Gordy Howe hat trick. Um, oh, there you go. Different. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, how absolutely. many guys in the league could score score goals, uh, put throw down the gloves, and you know throw up an assist all on the same night? Yeah, you don't see it too much anymore. I do remember one game I had at NHL.com though. Antoine Roussel did that by like two or three minutes in the second period. He had already, I think he scored a goal and then got an assist and then got into a fight. So. Yeah, I've I've seen it at least once, but definitely not in person. Yeah, uh, I think that's um, yeah, it's it's definitely. I how about you? I mean, I'm I'm susceptible. I love scoring. I think it's great in the game. I think also fighting is good as well. But I think just something about a hat trick is just more prestigious than a uh, a line fight. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. And uh, you know, I've actually never seen a hat trick in person, so that definitely would be a lot of fun. And then uh, just one more question here for you: When is the next time that the Rangers will make the playoffs? Ooh. Uh, Put me on the spot. I know. <laughs> uh, I would have to say two years. I think they they make a couple of moves at the trade deadline that you know Ranger fans will disagree on whether they love or hate. I think they they bring up a couple of their top prospects in the offseason, You know, give them a chance and training camp to see what they could do. Maybe keep a couple of them up for the season next year. And I think. Um, if they're willing to spend a little bit of money, I think they could just tie a bow on this team and maybe make a playoff run. Yeah, no, I think that sounds about right. Now, just to qual- just to uh, clarify here, 
you're saying you say two years, so that means next year, like you're including this year. So next year they'll make the playoffs or the one after that? The one after that. Gotcha. Fair enough. And uh, all right, cool. So, I mean, that'll pretty much do it today, but we do have an announcement here, and that is the Tampa Bay Lightning have been looking for a locked-on host, and that's going to be Mr. Adam Denker, who's joining me here today. So, Adam, big congratulations on that, man, and welcome to the Locked-On family. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm, I'm psyched to uh, bring all the Lightning fan news on a daily basis about uh, one of the best teams in the league. Uh, definitely, they, there's, they have an exciting playoff run push right now, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Who, who wouldn't want to watch this team on a nightly basis when you have players like Nikita Kucherov, uh, Steven Stamkos, and uh, Vic Hedman, especially with Andre Vasilevsky between the pipes? Yeah, it's funny. You know, they kind of uh, stumbled out of the starting blocks a little bit this year, and it's like, man, what's going on? This is the same team that they had last year, but they, they have really turned it up lately and uh, definitely going to be a, a team to be reckoned with, I think, when the playoffs come around. Right, absolutely. I, um, I'm excited to see... Uh, I'm I'm ready to strap in and see what all the Lightning fans are ready to see, and hopefully they can bring up a cup. They'll they'll bring more material for me to talk about. There you go, man. That's that's good stuff. So yeah, Adam. Once again, thanks for joining today, and uh, Ranger fans, thanks for tuning in. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you guys next time. Thanks again, Adam. All right. Thanks, John.